0: All right. Hare Krishna again. It is about the time to start. So I will just set up the recording or no recording is going on already, but the stream on YouTube. So just give me a second and then we will start officially. Haribol, pranam to you all, and welcome back to the series of lectures standing as the prayer of the heart. This is the fourth and uh, the final class of the series. My name is Hari Priyadasi and uh, I'm happy to share the following moments with you. All right, so I will start by reciting a few prayers as a blessing for our meeting today. You are welcome to join them.
1: Omakyanati Mirandasya kyanandana Salakaya Saksurun Militam Yena Tasmai Sri venamaha Namaha Vantzakalpata Rupias Tsa Kripa Eva patitha bana vebhyo vaisna vebhyo namo namaham Vande Sri krishna cetanya nithyananda sahodito kodo Kodo-daye-puspa-vanto-citra-o-sando-tamo-nu-do. vande ham Sri ramakrishna o abhaya Zucado Paramanando Sundaro Supalaprium. Hare Nama Hare Nama Hare eva nama, nama Kevalam. Kalau Nastieva 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 Katiranyata. Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Krishna Krishna, Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Rama Rama, Rama Hare Hare.
0: Last time we spoke about the importance of initiation in relation to our chanting, so I will make a short recap from our last class and then we can move forward to the theme of today, which is recommendations and encouragements for our chanting. Uh, We are chanting under the guidance and protection of our spiritual teachers. We are receiving the mantra from them, uh, from our spiritual guide, and also some instructions for our chanting. So we spoke on on, on our last class uh, how initiation is a strong symbol for acceptance. We are welcomed to a spiritual family, and after that, we are never really alone. There are so many friends and relatives, those who are living here, at the present time, and those who are living in our memories and in in our mind, kind of like a good friend or a soulmate from another time. And we learn from our teachers who is God, who am I, what is this world where we are living in, what is the relationship between these three, and what is the meaning of life. And all this sacred knowledge, uh, this theological Theological teachings are protecting our chanting and helping us to dive deeper into the transcendental reality. My Guru Maharaj's uh, Bhaktivedanta Tripurari Swami often says that to love Krishna is to know him. And we get to know him through revelation, through our sacred texts and through our teachers. So we can study the scriptures and hear from our teachers with the intention to strengthen our chanting. So in this way we will find building blocks that we can use for building the temple in our hearts. So today I'm hoping that we could together identify and recognize some of those building blocks or point of views that uh, can encourage uh, our chanting and increase our commitment to our ideal. So I will present today 10 points, or like 10 little recommendations uh, that are not directly chanting as, as such, um, but um, but which are favorable for our chanting, th- things that can help us to appreciate the compassion of the name. And uh, the main source for today's talk um, um, Main source and main inspiration for today's talk has been the book Harinama Tzindamani, written by Srila Paktivinuna Thakur. And there's some, some, some influence from other books as well. And again, I'm hoping that at the end of the class, we all together could share some, some encouraging remarks and experiences about chanting with each other, and in that way, um, encourage. It's uh, other. Uh, a friend of mine once told me that he had chanted Maha Mantra for a while, but at the end he felt that uh, it was just the same as repeating any verse or a couple of lines of any text. That short encounter uh, it, it was already quite a while ago, but it has stayed in my mind, mostly probably because I felt that uh, I wasn't really able to find the right kinds of birds in that situation. But um, it also raised some thoughts, uh, because I guess in a way you could say that if your goal is to calm your mind, it, it, it doesn't really matter what kind of mantra you are using. It is mainly the rhythm rhythm of the words and the sound, sound of the mantra that count with, with that kind of goal. But um, as followers of Gaudia tradition, our goal is something very different. We aim, aim to create or to revive a personal relationship with our God. We aim to grow and learn to love unconditionally. So for us, there's a huge difference between lovingly calling the names of our friend our child or our lover, or repeating just mindlessly, just any set of words. So when I started preparing these lectures, I thought for a while, whether I should include practical tips for concentration or some exercises uh, for improving our chanting. But then I made made a, a choice to focus on these talks um, uh, on the universality of uh, prayer and chanting, that was the first class, and then Maha Mantra as such, what kind of things are included there and hidden inside, inside of the mantra. And then, then on, on the third talk, I talked about um, the call to join the spiritual family and chant under the guidance and protection of our compassionate guardians. And the reason why I chose this kind of approach um, instead of um, like going through those more practical kind of tips, uh, it's like I'm thinking that um, um, let's say, for example, we are int- we are a little bit interested in in someone, a new person we have we have just met. Like we are not in love or anything like that, but uh, not yet at least. But there's some something something that has caught our interest. In that in that special person, and we would like to and we would like to get to know him or her or them better. So, do we need some uh, special techniques in order to think about that person? I guess most of us will say no, <laughs> no, we don't need. We might need some mindfulness exercises in order to not to think about that person, in, so that we can do something else as well. And if we think about ourselves, uh, we are interested in Krishna. There's something in him that has caught our attention. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. So personally, I'm kind of thinking that um, instead of learning some kind of like mind controlling techniques, why not concentrate on those things that originally have awakened our interest and kind of through those things um, uh, to deepen our relationship with the divine and then connect that feeling somehow with our daily practice. And once again, like usually, I'm, I'm preaching, preaching mostly for myself and I'm also asking for your compassion and for your prayers so that I could find more commitment to my chanting and uh, to my ideal. And to be clearer, I'm not saying that, uh, for example, mindfulness exercises are bad or they should be avoided or anything like that. I personally think that um, those kind of things can be fruitful for our horizontal growth as as human beings or even for our vertical growth, our spiritual growth. It is something that we need to uh, evaluate very honestly and very truthfully like, is this supporting the growth of love in me? Is this increasing my commitment to learning how to really love? Is this helping me to strengthen the sprouting relationship with God? God, is this really making me more connected with the holy names that uh, I'm trying to make the center of my life? Or is it perhaps turning our attention in some other direction, which is not supporting the inner transformation in us? So those are kind of big questions, and uh, also we don't have to do that kind of reflection alone. Like last time we were talking about the meaning of initiation into chanting. So we can ask these kind of, kind of questions from our Guru Maharaj or from our Shiksa guru. Another teacher in our life that we are hearing and learning from. Or perhaps there's someone in our local spiritual community whose uh, role is kind of a pastoral carer, spiritual carer for devotees. So we can discuss these things with them and learn, learn through that confidential interaction. So, With this rather lengthy introduction, let's explore some recommendations that can support creating and remembering the strong personal relationship with our God. So the first recommendation is to serve and honor the Vaisnavs, to serve and honor our spiritual teachers, the members of our spiritual family, our neighbors and acquaintances, and and finally all the people, all the living entities. We can't really love God without loving every aspect of Him. We can't really love God without loving humanity. I have heard um, some of my god sisters and god brothers asking our Guru How can I serve you? And uh, the answer has often been along these lines strengthen your commitment to your ideal, listen carefully, pay attention. Take seriously the ideal of growth and inner transformation. Try to listen and try to study the scriptures in the way that is touching your heart and inspiring you to build the temple in your heart. So serving others can mean many kinds of things, feeding them, being there for them, listening to their sorrows, giving a hand when it's needed, saying some words of encouragement, cultivating tolerance, also sometimes perhaps giving uh, space and taking perhaps some distance in a way that, uh, that we are able to see the good qualities of other people and respect them. There's a story about a man who ran up to meet the vice leader of his community. The young man said with uh, full of enthusiasm, I have to tell you something about your friend. You have no idea how she's plotting in order to hold up. The leader of the community interrupts him and uh, she she asks asks him a question. About the story that you are are, um, about to tell me, did you put it through the three sieves or filters? The first is the sieve of truth. Are you sure that what you are going to tell me is true?" Well, to be honest with you, said the man, no, I just overheard it. What about the sieve of goodness? Will you tell me something good or positive about this person? The young man shook his head. Now what about the last sieve? Is it necessary to tell me what you are so excited about? The young man started to get the point and didn't say anything. So the wise leader smiled and she said, "Well, if the story you're about to tell me is neither true, good or necessary, just forget it and don't bother me with it." So that's a good advice also for us uh, in connection um, how to deal with uh, nerves and devotees and, uh, and our spiritual family family and especially like to watch watch out for our words, what kind of words we are, spe- we are spreading around. Also if we are able to see each other and ourselves through our ideals, if we are able to see not only the person how she or he is but also what she or he can be in the light of our potential, that, that will strengthen the gratitude in us. And like they say, gratitude is the beginning of love. So we are already on the way. It is interesting how contagious many things are. The more we concentrate on gratitude, the more we will find things that we can be grateful for. Or if we concentrate on all those things that are wrong in the world or in our communities, we will start see the, seeing even more evil things everywhere. I, of course, I'm not saying that we should close our eyes or turn our back when we see something that is clearly wrong. In those cases, it can also be an act of love that we interfere, defend someone who is mistreated or actively. or we can actively build a safe the safe, uh, safe environment in our communities by speaking up and uh, showing that we are not okay for example with bullying others or discriminating people so by protecting others we are making our communities safe for all kinds of people and encouraging their commitment and at the same time our commitment in the for growing in the art of loving. The second, recommendation is, uh, to, um, the second recommendation to support our chanting is to remember that everything rests uh, in Krishna, who maintains and protects us all, regardless of who we are. We can enter our chanting with the blessing of Sri Sri Kouranitai, their associates and our teachers, knowing that their blessing is carrying our chanting. And the sacred names are also carrying us forward, protecting and maintaining our growth. So understanding that will foster once again, gratitude and humility in us. And those feelings will open our hearts even more to receive the divine compassion that gently comes to us in the form of the sacred names. One of the characteristics of saranagati, surrender, is having faith in God's protection. It is a mindset that allows us to wake up in the morning and enter each day with trust. Whatever will come along the day, I'm not alone. God is there, Krishna is there protecting me. Like he protected the residents of Raj by lifting the Kopardha mountain to shelter them from Indra's anger. Lord Krishna will protect me because he's the friend of the devotees. He's the only shelter for the shelterless. Embracing this kind of mindset and trust will create a safe space also for our chanting, where we can little by little open ourselves to the name and uh, let the name enter our heart. Uh, the third recommendation that I would like to Um, pick up today is to respect and cherish the spiritual teacher in all forms that we meet her or him. The question arises, who is is a spiritual teacher? Who is our guru? Srila uh, Srila Sridhar Maharaj answers the question, only one who will exclusively guide me to Krishna and Mahaprabhu with devotion. She or he is my guru, whatever she or he may be. Like Krishna Chaitanya said in Chaitanya Tsaritanrita, anyone, regardless of caste or social position, may become guru if he he knows the science of Krishna. So anyone and anything can guide our journey. Srimankaurasundara Prabhu was talking in a very beautiful way. Um, recently about the territories of Shikshastakam, how Sri Jaitanya Mahaprabhu was seeing that nature was teaching him about tolerance, humility, and other qualities of Vaishnava. And here again, we can see, whatever we concentrate on will grow. Whatever we focus on will win space. When our gratitude towards our teachers grows, we are more open to their teaching And the more open we are, the more we will benefit and be able to receive the precious guidance that they are giving. And that actually brings us to our next point, which is to study the sacred wisdom revealed in the scriptures with an open mind and with the attitude. How is this sacred wisdom changing me from within? How are these words softening my heart? increasing my compassion and widening my understanding. So here again we acknowledge our gratitude for the saints who have tried to express in their writing uh, that what is actually inexpressible, something that you can't actually speak about with our words and our, our logic. So we can feel gratitude towards all of them and towards God who has chosen to reveal his thoughts and our goal in the form of the scriptures as a guidance for us. In Christianity, there's a, there is a spiritual practice called Lectio Divina. The idea is to read the text, like um, like usually Bible, I guess, or other like spiritual text then meditate the meaning of the text, then pray, and then finally contemplate whatever is rising out from there. So I I think um, that one of the strengths of this kind of method is that it can bind together studying the theology, listening listening to the lectures of our teachers and reading the books. So binding all of them together with our chanting, like we spoke in the second talk of this series, um, the names of God included in Maha Mantra can have different meanings. So even if the mantra is same for all of us, we might be calling uh, different aspects of uh, divine when we are repeating the holy names. And we also talked about the meaning of the mantra, which Srila Prabhupada connected with the mood to serve. Uh, Srila Paktivedanta Thakur saw the growth of faith and growth of love from tender faith to the divine overflowing love hidden inside of each mantra. And then Jiva Goswami connected the mantra very closely to the groves of Vrindavan where uh, Sri Krishna and Srimati Radharani are stealing each other's hearts. So in these examples, we can see how closely connected studying the scriptures with our intellectual mind and chanting as the practice of the heart are. We can use our intellect to increase our understanding and appreciation towards the holy names of God and through that get more deeper understanding of our exercise. The next two points uh, are connected with appreciating the Maha Mantra, appreciating the names of God in all of their glory and intimacy. We are encouraged to embrace and accept the names of God for all that they are, and also to wisely use the strength that Holy Name is is bringing us in the service of Vaishnavas and humanity. There are so many descriptions in our scriptures about the power of the holy name of God. There are so many testimonies about the compassionate nature of the name. Uh, The names of God are praised uh, in our scriptures in different ways. They are praised directly, but they are also glorified in in a bit more indirect way like, like for example, first the greatness and compassion of God, Sri Sri Gauranitai is praised. And then later comes the conclusion, the holy name of God is even greater and even more compassionate than that. It is written in the second canto of uh, Srimad Bhagavatam. When Krishna enters the heart through the ear, he captures the lotus of the heart and then gradually makes all the dirt in the heart disappear. Just as when the autumn, autumn season comes, all the water everywhere becomes purer. So also when Krishna enters our hearts, all the impurities within will gradually fa- vanish and only Krishna will remain forever. Other quote that I would like to um, make um, it is uh it is sung in namastakam by rupa Goswami. oh perfect and complete holy name of lord krishna you are the embodiment of delightful and intense spiritual bliss you destroy the many sufferings of those who take shelter of you and you are a festival of happiness for kogul i bow before you again and again you destroy the many sufferings of those who take shelter of you. So even in the beginning of, the, of our path, when, um, when we are still kind of uh, trying to find some connection with the name and kind of practicing the art of chanting, the power of the name is already changing us, destroying so many of our sufferings. Often we also grow horizontally like, uh, like we become nicer and better human beings um, after starting to take uh, spiritual practice seriously. And that also might bring us some kind of power or stability of mind in a, in a like uh, everyday kind of sense. And even though we are not really looking for it or reaching out for it with our chanting, so so i think it's our responsibility to be aware and um, and wisely use that kind of strength and uh, good, quali- uh, good quality, good qualities that the holy name is bringing us in the service of vaishnavs and devotees of course uh, being a nice person and being an advanced vaishnava they they don't always walk hand in hand like someone can be a great wise, not a great devotee of the Lord, but perhaps not so, not so nice as a human being. And that's, that's some kind of a great mystery that I can't really explain why, why and how, how it goes like that. I guess it has something to do with, um, with, the, with, with the personal specific relationship with God like perhaps God has given them a very difficult nature in order to protect them and in order to keep them close to him so that uh, they don't get distracted so easily for, for some other, other things. I, I don't know, but there, there needs to be a, like a reason behind. The next point is um, uh, still connected with, uh, with the mantra itself. Uh, it is to see the value of the name and pass it on to those who are willing to receive it. Often we want to give all kinds of things to people that we like or, or even to people we don't like that much. We, we want to share some, some good things for them. But you can't give a gift if if no one is uh, willing to be at the receiving side. And sometimes it requires uh, patience from our side to accept that even if we would like to share something that is extremely important and beneficial for us, others might not be interested about it. There is a saying um, that um, it is no use to wrestle with a pig. I don't know if it's known in, in all, all, all languages, but, um, but anyway, there's, there's that, that kind of saying. And, um, and the point of the saying is that you will make the pig angry and yourself dirty. So no one is gaining any benefit from that kind of activity. So So in general, it is better to focus on that kind of thing that will bring out something good either in ourselves or at the other end. Uh, The other way of seeing this um, could could be that we are encouraged to respect the conviction of others and not try too heavily to convert them. It is told about Srila Paktivinoda Thakur uh, that he was visiting sometimes um, some um, Christian churches and cathedrals and he was moved, he was deeply moved to see how they were serving and praising God there in a different way, way. So developing this kind of mindset where we can see God's influence in different, way, um, in different ways in this world once again will strengthen our gratitude uh, f- and also for the valuable gift we, we have received. So we, we can respect others and it will increase the respect for our for the special treasure we have, we have in our hands in, and soon hopefully at our heart. Another point that I would like to make is to understand the uniqueness of the holy name in relation to other good works or pious activities. There might be many, many fun and beautiful things in our lives, but at the end, there can be only one goal that um, we are reaching for. So one core ideal that plays out in different midterm goals and uh, smaller ideals. And when we really understand the uniqueness of the Holy Name, we can trust that the name will transform us and gently accompany us towards our ideal the name will reveal our true potential and the potential and power of the name as well. Last but not least, I would like to make a point of having patience with ourselves. Often we might think that we are not really making any progress. I think that kind of a feeling can be considered a gift from God. It it is like um, kind of an invisibility cloak that is protecting us from from the false pride. Think about if we were able to see how much we are advancing, it would be easily to be kind of a struggle not to feel too good about ourselves. That would change our focus from our ideal to ourselves and it would not serve our journey. But anyway, sometimes we might be kind of beating ourselves up about the lack of enthusiasm in our practice. Like, like, how can I be so lazy or so incompetent in my practice after receiving all this knowledge? Why am I doing all the bad things that are not good for me and not things that I know would actually be supportive and truthful for my spiritual journey? And well, perhaps perhaps sometimes we are lazy or incapable. That might be the case. But most often I'm thinking that the real problem is the lack of real understanding. We might understand something in our mind, but not really with, with our heart. Because if, if we would really, really understand the greatness and compassion of the Holy Name, we couldn't help but follow the call of the Krishna's flute, the sound of his horn, and the sound of the holy name that is calling us. So again, um, when we are encountered with those kind of um, feelings of guilt, we just need to start over, study more with the intention to soften our hearts. Like my Guru Maharaj Bhakti Vedanta Tripurare Swami says, All progress takes time. So again, we need sincerity and humility and trust that even if we would would reject the holy name, the name is not rejecting us. Our God is not rejecting us. His terror waiting and calling us back in the form of their names. We can approach the holy name as the name of our friend, our child or our beloved. We can say the name like we would be calling them. We can visit the places that increase and support our commitment. We can find Vrindavan, the land of devotion, wherever our spiritual teachers are. We can look for good company and spend time with people are seeing us in the light of our potential and supporting the growth towards it. So today um, we have talked about some things that uh, can be favourable for our chanting. I'm sure that uh, many of you noticed the influence uh, of Srila Pakti Thakura's book Harinama Cindamani, and especially the section about the 10 offences against the holy name one thing that is very typical for the uh, writers and theologians of our tradition is that, that, that uh, they tend to look at things from different angles. For example, what is pakti and what is not pakti? Uh, what is favorable to pakti and what is not favorable uh, to pakti? So um, I'm not a theologian. I'm not a scholar. I'm I'm just a practitioner, a sadhaka on the path, and I'm I, I'm I sometimes I'm I'm sometimes um, struggling a, a little bit um, with some of the books of our, our tradition. The tone of voice is is many times quite strict and heavy uh, to my to my ears, and somehow difficult for me to understand. So I have been thinking about it a little bit like um, uh, when we are babies and we are learning to walk, when we are taking our very first steps, uh, often everyone is um, kind of thrilled by it. They are clapping their hands and admiring the, uh, every step that we take. And if we fall, there's always someone right there to lift us up and wipe out tears. But then gradually we grow up and start running and uh, perhaps at some point we wish to attend running competitions or otherwise be really good at running. At that point our coach is not just stroking our head and uh, telling us how amazing we are. They are pointing out our mistakes and giving us advice on how to improve our exercise and results. And sometimes if an outsider is hearing hearing that they might think that wow that's pretty harsh feedback. They don't know how much love and commitment there is underneath of those words. So um, so in a similar way it has taken me, me a really long time to realize that many of the books of our tradition were, were written for a very different audience than for example where I'm belonging Uh, For example, the many books we have written for the people who already knew quite a bit of the scriptures and were quite learned and informed, or on the other hand, were were full-time monastics. So compared to them, I'm just like a child who is taking her first wobbling steps. And if you start coaching a baby to become a world-class runner, well, in some cases, they actually might become one. But then or then again they might be se- severely traumatized so so that's kind of like 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 yeah that's that's my personal story and uh and that's um, mostly the reason why i'm trying to balance balance how to speak about the high ideals in a way that uh, our, our focus would be be in the ideal and not so much in the distance that is separating us from the ideal. Also other point that comes to my mind, um, a good friend of mine recently pointed out that the world of learning and pedagogy in general, has changed quite a bit since the time of Goswami's time or the time that Bhakti, um, Bhakti, Sula Pakti Vidura Thakur was living or even from the time that Srila Paktivedanta Swami Prabhupada was preaching. Like in earlier times, teachers in general used to be quite strict, whereas nowadays there's a lot more emphasis on positive pedagogy and uh, teachers are seen more as a coach or as a facilitator who is supporting the learning of individual students and different groups. So, so, so in this talk, I, I kind of um, wanted to take consciously the perspective of uh, what is favorable to chanting. And, um, and we can see that many of those things that, that we went through in, in this talk um, um, are somehow connected with, re- with different relationships, our relationship uh, to the holy name itself, of course, our relationship with our teachers, Vaishnavs and even humanity at large, or our relationship with uh, the divine knowledge, the words of God that are guiding our journey as the form of our scriptures. So if we keep our focus on this kind of things and make space for them in our lives, it will also support our chanting as well and kind of build the bridge between our intellectual mind and, uh, and chanting as the prayer of the heart. So anyway, um, just a few words more. Um, I, I'm thinking that the idea is that we can kind of polish the gems of Harinam, Jin, Damani and look at them in, 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 the, in different kinds of light. Today I have been looking them in this kind of um, like a positive light, let's say. And uh, then tomorrow we can see them in a bit different kind of light and, um, and, uh, and, they, and the light coming from a bit different angle will always bring out something different, something new or perhaps something old, but which is still nice to hear, hear um, at, at the specific point on our path where we are, are at. Uh, like for example, how Sriman Nista Prabhu is doing in his talks, he's, he's really like, blowing, like um, boiling down the deep essence of every offense and pondering in them in an analytical way from different modern perspectives. I have found that approach very inspiring, um, like all of his talks during during this month of March. Uh, Srila Paktivinod Thakur writes in one of his his essays that a student should read the facts with the view to create. He writes, students like satellites should reflect whatever light they receive from authors. And I think that's a really beautiful encouragement. Like if you think about the moon as one kind of a satellite, it is reflecting the light of the sun. So in a similar way, even if there's no light in me, I can still reflect whatever light I'm receiving from my teachers, from the literature, everywhere else, whatever, even a small ray of light, it can be reflected. And, uh, and uh, the same encouragement is there for each and every one of us. I would like to finish today with a quote from Sri, Srila Sridhar Maharaj. I find that chanting the holy name gives me new encouragement, a new prospect and new hope. Whatever we want, whatever is our internal demand, it is supplied By the name. If we take the name, all our internal hankerings will be fulfilled. It is eternal, it is the purest of the purer, and it is full of ecstasy. Now I find I have been completely converted. I repeat part of it. I find that chanting the holy name gives me new encouragement, a new prospect, and new hope. Whatever we want. Whatever is our internal demand, it is supplied by the name. Such wonderful and uh, encouraging words. And when we are following in his footsteps uh, with humility and sincerity, that is our bright future as well. So I think we can stop here for today. We have some time for discussion. So I would love to hear your thoughts and uh, experiences about chanting. Like for what kind of things have you found uh, encouraging and favorable for your chanting? chanting? And, and also we consider these very practical tips tips um, that are help, helping uh, in any one of us. They might be helpful for others as well. And uh, if there are any questions or comments uh, related to this talk, I'm happy to hear them and if you are listening to the English audio, please make sure that you are on the English channel before you start talking so that we all can hear each other.
2: Hare Krishna, Hare Priya, can you hear me?
1: Yes, I can hear you. OK, I just wanted to um,
2: thank you so much for the series of um, classes. They've you've just done a wonderful job of um, bringing home um, all of that different aspects of the holy name, and I especially like the emphasis on gratitude. Um, for the holy name, for our teachers, for the scriptures, for the process. Um, So thank you. Um, I also wanted to say that um, for me, um, for chanting, I've found that the morning time, the morning program has been, uh, is the best for being able to chant in the morning before the day gets started. Um, and all of the life begins, and the cars start going, and life just, you know, um, kind of can take over from there. So, and I know that's part of our process is um, doing morning program and chanting at that time. Um, and I've tried it many different ways because of I've always worked. I've been a school teacher, and so trying to um, have a spiritual. Um, process and and do all the other things that we have our commitments to. So chanting in the morning um, has been the one thing that I found has really helped me. And the other thing I wanted to comment on is that um, I was initiated into ISCON and, and when we get initiated, we promise to chant 16 rounds. And so for me, you know, that was my commitment. So I was going to do that. But the quality for me was, I was always not happy with that because of the other aspect of the other commitments in my life. And so as I've um, been listening to Sri Chaitanya Sangha um, teachers and and the lectures, and I noticed that in your um, initiation, there's not a set number of rounds to chant. If I'm wrong, you can correct me on that. But it, it was more focused on the quality of the rounds and what, the, what you can do. So it helped me to take a step back um, from that and really focus on the quality of my chanting, really connecting with Krishna. It's like when you get together with your best friend and you want to give them all of your attention so they feel like you're connecting with them. You know, if I'm thinking about, oh, what do I have to do next? And, you know, am I going to be able to get all the things done in the day when I'm chanting and I'm not really connecting with Krishna? So I've even I've stepped back to making sure that I am trying to to chant the and connecting with Krishna the best that I can, even if I'm not getting all of those 16 rounds done in the morning. So that's just, you know, kind of a, a realization that I've had through these classes is is that I've kind of it's like I don't I want, don't want to be chanting for the next more 20 years and not really connecting with Krishna, because that's, I think that, that can happen sometimes, you know. So anyway, I won't say anymore, more, but thank you so much again.
0: Thank you, Krishna Kumari, for your nice words, and thank you for sharing your personal experience Is there anyone else who would like to share something from there, something from your experience or or comment what um, uh, Krishna Kumari was uh, sharing with us? Well, well, I, I can. Or hey, Guru Nista. Sorry, I'm a little late
3: here. Haribo. Let's see. Let me check quickly. I'm on the English side here. Yeah. So I just I want to mention that that's a really nice thing that you are doing there with the Harinam Chintamani and the ten offenses that you turned it from what not to do to what's actually favorable, and also the stuff you were saying about like the more like uh modern idea of learning and teaching and stuff it does seem to be for westerners like a lot more conducive to like focus on the positive side and stuff not that it should become this this like constant back padding or something but um i think it's really good to realize like like it can be disturbing some of the scriptures are really heavy because that was just the system back then just like you said i'm just kind of reiterating what you said but I was just appreciating those points and how thinking about always like the essence of like why are we like whatever actually inspires us the most is like the best thing. So I guess that's all I want to say. And thanks so much for all these classes; they've been fantastic. And uh, hope we'll hear from you soon again. Haribol. Haribol. Thank you, kurunista,
0: for your nice words. I would actually like to comment uh, uh, comment a uh, little bit what Krishna Kumari was uh, speaking before, like about the rounds and uh, things like that. Uh, and um, of course, the relationship between a student and a teacher it's all it's always like a unique and. Uh, and uh, there might be some like uh, things that uh, teachers are recommending for one student and not for the other. It's all about like uh, where are we are, uh, where we are at our personal journey, and uh, like like what is more most beneficial for our spiritual practice right at that point. So so I I can't really. Uh, make that much um, statements about like it's always like that or something like that but I can tell from my own experience that uh, that uh, when I received um, initiation from my Guru Maharaj to chant and and I and received his blessings to chant Hare Krishna mantra under his uh, protection and guidance it was like um, we talked about um, some things that were going on in my life and uh, and he kind of uh, asked me or chal- or kind of challenged in in a nice ni- nice way to to think about like um, like what what would be a realistic, realistic um, uh, like spiritual practice practice for me like 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 you um, know in, in a sense of chanting the rounds like how many rounds do I think that I'm able to make? like um, um like with a commitment so that i'm able to make my practice daily and it's not getting too hard for me or or it's not like i'm just doing it and like in my mind traveling somewhere else else and uh and kind of like um um he let me to make a suggestion like uh, like what i think would be the good good amount of rounds to chant daily, and then we kind of agreed that all right, that will be my practice. And of course, the point is uh, the point is not that I will until the end of the days keep keep to that r- like specific number of rounds, but um, but little by little if i'm able to make more space at my life for chanting, then i can always increase it and uh, and kind, kind of like make new commitments and and grow grow and um, and so so that's kind of the challenge or the <laughs> encouragement for me for me to think about every now and then and also like uh, last time we spoke about um, um, uh, Bhaktisiddhanta, uh, Saraswati, who, who in, 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 in his times in Godea math they also had this idea, like there was no no like fixed number of rounds for anyone, but it it was always kind of like adjusted according to the person and according to the circumstances. Like like some we're chanting four rounds daily. Some we're chanting perhaps sixty four rounds daily. So, so it's like um like what what is what is your situation? What is helping you to grow? And um, and um, the holy name is uh, helping helping us with that and walking the path with us.
2: Yes, thank you, um, Aripri, I just wanted to add it onto what you're saying about that. How I I just felt like that was such a um, a personal approach to the individual practitioner, you know, to decide with their guru um, what would work for them, and that you know the goal being to add more rounds as you could do that. So yes, thank you so
0: much. All right. I think we can uh, slowly stop for today. So thank you so much for your presence today. Thank you for all the comments and the small discussion that we were able to make. And thank you for the Spanish translation, Srimati Devi. So the series of talks, chanting as the prayer of the heart will end here, but our chanting and uh, our expedition of chanting doesn't end. So I feel grateful and blessed uh, that I was able to share part of uh, the journey with you. I got a lot of inspiration from your presence, especially from all of you here at Zoom. Uh, at Uh, So, if there was a little bit of something in these talks that gave you encouragement and inspiration in your personal spiritual journey, please consider it as a blessing from my spiritual teachers. And please don't blame them for my shortcomings and mistakes, for those I'm responsible myself. There are many great lectures coming up in April. At the same time, on Mondays, Sriman Prabhu will, will continue with the topic Krishna Sandarpa. And another pick from um, the next month's program um, uh, on Wednesdays, Srimati Satvidevi will be talking about the role of the Vaishnavi saints in the history of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And there are many other interesting topics as well coming up. So I'm looking forward to hearing those talks and so and, and i hope to see you all there i offer my gratitude and my wish to connect more closely to my ideal at the feet of my spiritual teachers and at the feet of wise who are like wish-fulfilling trees full of kindness and compassion for all living beings Sri Kaudhya Vaisnava Guru Paramparaki Jai, Goura Nithyananda Jai, Harinama Mahamantra Jai, Goura Pakta Vrinda Jai, Goura Premanande, Hari Hari Bore.
1: Srimati Hari
0: Priyadevi Jai.
1: Jai. Sadusanga Sanga Jai, Hari Bore.